Pi Insurance, we're on a mission to change that. With Pi, you get a quote specific to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. If you like savings, take three minutes to see how much you could save at saveonpi.com. Pi makes workers' comp insurance as easy as Pi, with friendly representatives just a call away. No wonder customers rate our service excellent on Trustpilot. You work hard to build your business and keep your employees safe. You deserve more from your workers' comp provider. See how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote today at saveonpi.com. That's saveonpie.com. How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of the John Deere 1025R compact tractor. Shaw stands for skilled hands at work. And he lives up to the name as he uses his versatile tractor to make the earth take the shape that I wanted to take. And the Allens fire up their John Deere 3032E compact tractor to grow about nine acres of flowers. Because the beauty of having land is deciding how to make it yours. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, it's a big day in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, 200 million, four years. Do the math. Even I could do that. 50 million per 153 guaranteed. That is his new contract to stay with the Green Bay Packers in just minutes to go. Seahawks and Broncos, Adam Schefter reporting, have agreed to terms for dealing Russell Wilson. Trade is pending a physical in Wilson's approval. The Broncos were one of the teams that his agent and reports were that he wouldn't mind doing. I think Pittsburgh was another one. Giants, perhaps, just because of the big market. But Denver is going to get Russell Wilson now per Tom Pelesero of the NFL Network. It includes multiple first-round picks and players. Drew Locke, per um, Jordan, is also a part of that as well. So we'll be continuing to monitor that and see exactly how many picks that is and all that other stuff. But again, we were talking about this. If you were, if you're, you were the Saints and you were going to do this, it was going to cost you. And we'll see exactly what that cost is. And obviously, once Sean Payton retired, the Saints probably went on Russell Wilson's radar um, to that. Luke Johnson of the Advocate and Picayune just posted a couple minutes ago, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy G. Is there anybody else that would be a realistic possible Saints option at quarterback when you listen to that list? I mean, my goodness, it's Jameis Winston. I mean, again, Jimmy G didn't work with Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guy. Um, they're ready to move on from him, and poor Teddy wasn't even a part of this trade. Seattle didn't even want him, so it is what it is. Associate head coach Alan Fry joins me in, I don't know, is this a suite, a room? It's a really nice-sized room here. Got a got a lot of space, man. How are you today? That's good. Yeah, you did. You got a, You scored a good room here. Well, I definitely feel like I need you on every time we're on the road just because, I guess, ratings boost in your mind. That, that happens. <laughs> Not my mind. Apparently, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens, right? Um, look, obviously, we follow a lot what's going on in the world of sports and huge Saints fans. We always do that on the road during Absolutely. November and December and in January. How big do you think this is? I mean, I'm shocked, Ron, honestly, that, that Seattle – let this happen, but uh, you know. 
Right, because sort of like in Green Bay, when you got guys like that, you kind of try to tend to probably make that work, right? Right, that's what Green Bay did. And you yeah. think you got that guy, you have you have to make it work. Because we talked him. about this, right? right? We were like, right. last, I think last week we talked about it, like, would you make a move sort of like that? Because like, you know, Lakers or, or the chats over there is, do you trade AD, do you trade LeBron, do you do those things? And I think you even said like, well, those guys are there. <laughs> you, you make that work. Well, I think you have to there. make it work, right. Speaking of, I, you know, we, we've talked the last two times you've been on about continuity, chemistry, um, how you scout guys and things of that nature, the impact of the CJ McCollum trade, whatever. We talked about the Lakers the last time you were on the show we last week. And we specifically talked about how do you build these team chemistries. I mean, LeBron brings in some of these guys thinking they may work because they can play well, but a lot of times do they mesh? Right. Do they work in that system? What, what's good for a player? Or they work around him because he's the, Focal point. And you gotta have players that wanna do that. Right. Anyway, uh, Russell Westbrook has been blamed a lot for this season. And I wanna play just snippets. He spoke for four minutes after the game yesterday in a loss to the Spurs. Right. And which he had 16 points and, you know, again, it, it was his fault. Other than Westbrook enough. His, uh, his wife earlier in the day posted that they're getting death threats. That they can't go to games anymore and in things of that nature. So he was asked about that it's after amazing. the game. And I want you to comment on it. My character, the shaming of who I am as a person, um, is to me is not warranted. Um, I haven't done anything to anybody. I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't done anything but play basketball a way that people may not like. Um, and this is just a game. My entire life, uh, um, and I think that is the the ultimate thing that's been for me. And I don't like to harp on. I kind of just kind of want it out the other. But once it starts to affect my my family, my wife, um, even today, my mom says something about it today, and it affects them even going to games. Like my, I don't even want to bring my kids to the game because I don't want them to hear people calling their dad nicknames and out of their names for no reason because he's playing the game that he loves. And it, it's it's gotten so bad where. You know, my family don't even want to go to home games, to any game, because of, you know, uh, not just the media across the globe use their platforms to constantly shame, shame, shame me. And obviously he addressed when he's called Westbrick. I can no longer allow people, um, you know, for example, Westbrick to me is now shaming. Like it's shaming my name. It's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that means more not just to me but to my wife, to my mom, my dad. Uh, the ones um, that kind of paved the way for me. And, and that's just one example. I mean, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where um, it's not great, man. And, and, you know, I think a lot of it, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now time to put a stop to, to that and put it on notice. Like there's a difference and I, it, we need to make sure that it's understood. And every time I do hear it now, I will make sure that I address it and uh, make sure that I nip that in the butt. 117-110 was the final last night. No LeBron. He did not right. play due to left knee soreness. Now, Westbrook had 17 points, led, well, tied with the team lead in, I'm sorry, 18 points was Thornton Hucker, Horton Tucker. But he had 17, 10 rebounds. He did have five turnovers, but he had six assists there as well. But to hear a player say that, what is that line? You're a coach. Yeah. And you have kids that play sports as well. So you're also a dad. Right. But but I think along the lines of nowadays, even in college sports, you know, 
where Twitter and social media, you know, these kids are out there now. And so now they're also open targets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just obviously this guy. He's he's talking about bringing his family to the game, which we really don't see as much. I mean, you know, there may be some heckling going on in college sure. sports. But but now on Twitter, I mean, you know, you're you're open and you're open to people commenting on the way that you played or if you missed a shot or something like that. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's changed since when you and I were kids. It's not, you know, that's, that's definitely a different dynamic. And I always think, look, there is a line, right? Oh, yeah. And I think there, as an athlete, there's a certain level of understood, accepted, or realistic expectation level that, that's going to be of crit- criticism, critical of your play, right? right? Or just commentary from people in media, whether it's, Member in your team coach or, or, or your son or something, you know, did he make the shot? Has he been playing well? Things of that nature. But I do think, I mean, like, th- I don't even think that there's a line. I mean, why would you ever threaten anybody? Well, why why would you ever do a death threat? You know what I'm saying? Like, I that's, mean, yeah. that, that's just, that's un- unrealistic to me. It, it's amazing. But looking at the basketball end of it, you know, we've already talked about whether, he works around LeBron and with that team. Mm-hmm. But then you throw that dynamic into it where, you know, he feels like his family's, <laughs> I just don't know how it can work. I don't, I don't know well, how this is going to work. Over the weekend, it came out that both sides have thought it'd be best to work and find a trade one way, shape or form this off season. So he won't be there next year, one way, shape or form, especially right. when you're hearing things of that nature. And, you know, and again, I guess it is, you know, something that we talked about last week as to why when you see what you're seeing with the Pelicans, everyone getting along and, you know, having dinners together, something like that, you got to have that dynamic because the one thing that struck me that a friend of mine texted me earlier today, you haven't heard a single Laker teammate back that guy up. Hmm. Wow. Like, especially even after last night. Right. You know, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a guy of LeBron's stature, my, my buddy was telling me. Sure. Right? Right. And... It would take them all of 10 seconds at the next availability, the next shoot around, the next whatever. Hey, we're all not winning the game. Right. We're all not making the right play. Um, the next time I hear somebody call Russell Westbrook, rest break, you're going to have to deal with that. Like a guy like that, knowing that it's affecting him mentally that much, it is surprising. Like not a deal. Like I haven't heard. I'm not following every single right, player. Right, right, right. I'm not on their Instagram stories. But, again, someone of that nature could really, as Russell says, nip it in the butt. Sure, sure. But circling that back around to the Pels, like you said, it really seems like, you know, we've got a good synergy going. We've yeah. got, you know, whatever it is, it's working now. You know he may be there tomorrow. I can tell. Okay. Zion. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, where it is, you'll see him tomorrow on, on the bench more than likely. Right. Against yeah. Orlando. Watching, not playing. But yeah. No, no, no. But and what's the timeline for playing? Well, we don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. That's what I thought. I thought you. I thought you had some new information. No, no. But, but well, I mean, he's he's in town, and you know, it'll be there. But I do think because I want to ask you this specifically from a coaching perspective. Uh, speaking with associate head coach Alan Fry, the Chilean women's basketball team. Um, can you learn? Can you be a part of? Can you be part of a growth just by being around? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, sure. How? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, I, you you learn basically how the dynamic of the team works. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, you get this 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 is a new team. 
that you have a new guy who is shooting more shots mm-hmm. than anybody on the team, right? I mean, I, I think he has more usage than Ingram has. Yep. Um, so that, uh, that, you know, and then I, I do think, you know, for, I know he's young, but he has to, he has to assume some sort of a leadership role as well. And it, 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 it may be, you know, how do we defend as a team, how are we defending these wing ball screens? Is it different how, than how we defend middle ball screens? How are we, how do we do these things that maybe when you're back in, you know, you're not in town, you're not, you're not really paying attention to the details, the small little details that go into the basketball game. Right. You know, we know somebody like Zion with his talent, when he catches that ball around the rim, he's unbelievable. But there's so much other things that goes in. So yeah, for sure, he'll, he'll grow. Um, right, because you're also part of those, you know, scouts, the meetings, things of that nature, and film. how they're doing it. And right. I also do think just being on the floor, because I, I, I was, I was one of those guys. I was like, when you're seeing this team come together, play for one another, to the point where two players get traded, and Josh Hart and Akil Alexander Walker go and watch that night's game, the day right. they get traded. Like, I think being on that bus, being on the team, the team meals, and, and just getting to know those guys does help. And I think, quite honestly, the more time you're around CJ McCollum. On and off the bus, at trips, on the court, hearing how he's thinking in the game, you know, because when he comes and sits down, I'd go sit down next to him. Hey, what are you seeing right now? Right. You know, while he's getting his breather, things of that nature, right? Sure, absolutely, yeah. And and frankly, they'll probably have an assistant coach, um, you know, almost taking Zion by the hand and talking about these are the things we're doing because we also have a new coach, you know that that. Um, he hasn't played for before who probably has different terminology you know sometimes we're saying the same things but we right. say it we say it with different language right so yeah he, he probably needs to get caught up on all of that um look one of the other aspects of it that i think you can tie in with with the Russbrook thing and, and also seeing this team here that now has you know less than 20 games to go right. pressure and, and how to handle that uh, a lot of times there, there's no there's no secret to it is there i mean there, there's no like Exact rule book. Every player handles different things differently. Correct. We're in a tournament environment here starting today where you know you lose, your season is done. You know, essentially. Well, I, mean, I don't I mean, think your season's done. Well, you know what yeah, I mean. But yeah. my point is, like, you know, if you want to go to the tournament or you want to get seeding, you want to do those things, it, you have to continue to win. Right. In other words, you'll go home after today. Right. Um, how to handle all those different things. I, it, it There's – everyone's so different, and especially with today, as you mentioned, with social media and all that – is how much of that now is a part of your job of just it's, understanding how to get that person to handle what is not a normal environment? Right. It, well, it's a big part of it, but I, I'd say to start with, you know, you you talk about NBA guys who have been playing, you know, tournament basketball since they were in high school and club ball and college. Um, so you know, this isn't it's not new for them. Okay. You know, but um, I also think that, like you said, each each player sort of handles that pressure differently and deals with it differently. Can you – is there signs that you can see when a player is not handling it? You can. Other than – I'm talking about like the obvious like, you know, missing shots or something like that. Is it body language? Is it – and how – can you solve that sometimes? Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you Once just have to go to in a different point, direction. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we certainly have seen over the years, right. you know, somebody who's who's just nervous – and, you know, it's, they're just not, you know, you, and again, I think in most cases you kind of know, you know, who's good in those situations. You know, we also have stats nowadays too. They, you know, we, I can pull up something on my computer that shows you what everybody on our team's field goal percentage is 
in games of five, that are within five or less points okay. in the last four minutes, four, in the last four minutes of the game. Yep, with okay. their field goal percentages, with their free throw percentages, do they have high turnover percentages? Now, again, that's over X amount of games. You only have so many that would fall into that category. But in, in the NBA, you can take that out because you have eighty-two games okay. instead of thirty something. Um, I guess final thing for you here that that makes sort of sense along those lines too is, you know, in football. You always hear to try to get a, a quarterback comfortable. You, you call screen passes, you know, some some things to get him in and out of the pocket. How can you do that in basketball? Yeah, I mean, somebody... yeah, we try to get him to the rim. You know, we we we're Off gonna try class. to okay. get him get him to attack the rim. Uh, you know, if I think most players, you know, that's a sort of an easy way to get a basket. Okay. So say that, Coach Allen Fry. Thank you so much for your time. You ready for tonight? Ready to go. I need to take a nap, man. We don't play till eight. I know. Good luck. That's <laughs> the sports hangover. Next on ESPN New Orleans. Ramsey's is known for three things. One. Engagement rings. Two. Diamonds. Three. Fashion. And Nola's a fashion city. Diamond hoop earrings. With diamonds on the outside. And on the inside of the hoop. One carat total weight. $2,199 with Earthmine diamonds. $1,099 with Created diamonds. And we've got diamond hoops up to four carats. A three-carat diamond tennis bracelet. Just $2,199 with Created Diamonds. $29.99 with Earthmine Diamonds. And we've got tennis bracelets up to 17 carats. Diamond Riviera necklaces are like a string of pearls. But instead of pearls... It's diamonds all the way around. You'll find eight-carat... Ten-carat... And 15-carat Riviera necklaces at Ramsey's. And as always, fantastic financing is available with approved credit. See the 2022 wish book at Ramsey's.com. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert. Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Biscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation here as... um. Pretty big day in the NFL. The top two quarterback names that we've been talking about the last several weeks and months as possible guys that could be changing destinations. Aaron Rodgers, when is he going to make his decision? Aaron Rodgers, is he staying a Packer? Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid Packer or player in NFL history. Well, he got his wish today, $200 million 
four years. That's 50 a year. 153 of that is guaranteed. Then almost about an hour ago, now this news came out, and that is that Russell Wilson has been, the the Seahawks and Broncos have agreed on a trade in principle, and that is to send Russell Wilson to Denver. Denver will send Drew Locke, a couple of other players, and a couple of first-round picks and other picks to Seattle. Trying to get you exactly all the detail of what is going to happen there as well. Adam Schefter was first to report that is what he had to say. The Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks reached agreement on a trade that will send nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in a massive package of picks and players that will go back to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson. Now, some people might say, well, is this having to do with Aaron Rodgers? The Broncos moved on from him? No. The Broncos and Seahawks have been in talks for a couple of weeks now. The Broncos general manager, George Payton, initiated the talks, and they are resulting in a deal, an agreement with the Seattle Seahawks in which Russell Wilson has to waive his no-trade clause, which he's expected to do, and which he must pass a physical which obviously he is expected to do. And obviously that will all happen. Russell then would become the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, but there's an agreement in place between both sides that would send Russell Wilson to Denver in one of the biggest NFL trades in NFL history, an enormous package of players and picks going back to Seattle. Now Denver's in the process of notifying some of these players about who are going in exchange to Seattle for Russell Wilson. But Wilson is expected to waive his no-trade clause in return to go to Denver to become the next quarterback in the Denver Broncos. All right, Jay Glazer from Fox Sports, NFL Sunday, just tweeted this. And Luke Johnson retweeted it. And you know what? I This is what we were wanting to hear. Because remember, a lot of Saints fans are like, go get Russell Wilson. The mayor's dancing for him, doing all this other stuff a year ago. Um, the trade is for three players, one being Drew Locke, the quarterback. Two first-round picks. Two second-round picks. And a fifth for Russell Wilson and a fourth. So Russell Wilson and a fourth rounder go to Denver. Seattle receives from Denver. Drew Locke, two other players that have not been named yet. Um, at least that I've seen. Two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth. So Luke is saying, Saints fans, would y'all have done this trade, assuming the three players are not just the players they all always want to tell the Saints to trade, you know, like guys that you don't care about and stuff. But, would you have done this? Because that, that looks to be the whole. Two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, three players. Now, one of the quarterbacks. So I guess what? It would have been, I don't know, one of your QBs you have here, whether it's Ian or probably, they probably would have wanted, you know, Taysom Hill. Would you have done that, Saints fans? I mean, again, that's what we were debating. I, I said I keep my picks I keep the team that I have. I signed Jameis Winston. That That's where I, I was leaning most of that season. When the season ended, I said, that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. I love Russ, but are you willing to pay the price for that? And 
That seems to be the price. All right, here we go. Adam Schefter, six minutes ago. Now we have the names of the other players. It's quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant. Defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two seconds, yeah, and a fifth. So that is the the package there. So it's Drew Locke. It's tight end Noah Fant. And defensive lineman Shelby Harris to go along with the, the packages. So is that what you would have done, Saints fans, along those lines? Um, so it looks like an offensive player, defensive player, obviously a quarterback is what Seattle wanted in return, and those picks. That's uh, that's the haul, I guess, that they do get. Adam Schefter also saying that all along it was Wilson that was the Broncos' target, not Aaron Rodgers. It's a case where they have been dialed in with the Seahawks in recent days. Those talks heated up. George Payton, the Broncos' general manager, initiated those talks. And you'll notice that the Denver Broncos didn't have a single trade conversation with the Green Bay Packers this offseason regarding Aaron Rodgers. But they've had multiple significant conversations with the Seattle Seahawks regarding Russell Wilson. And those talks have been going on for a couple of weeks now. This was the quarterback that Denver was targeting. And so in the end, I don't think that even if Aaron Rodgers had decided, I want to go to Denver, I don't know that that was going to be an option here because Denver was moving down the road with Seattle. Hmm. So... I think it's going to be interesting to see moving forward here. Said Luke also posted up there, and you see a lot of other people kind of debating this. Ross Jackson and Matty as well on Twitter right now. Winston and Bridgewater are likely to be the top two quarterback options for the Saints in the open market. After that, it's Jimmy G. That would be next as well. Again, I I don't know where this Jimmy G kind of smoke is still coming back there. Now, is Bridgewater an option for you? He just isn't to me. I mean, obviously, I guess if... And again, because we have to understand this, right? Jameis Winston's a free agent. Jameis Winston has to want to be a saint. He has to want to agree to whatever the deal is that's offered to him. I, I still think in my heart of hearts, just judging by what we've seen on social media, judging by him still being in and around town, wearing saint stuff while he's working out, I just, you know well before today. Like, I, I've always said this, you know, like you... I, I just have a hard time buying and believing, unless you're Aaron Rodgers and you, like, ignore everybody, don't talk to anybody, that you don't know what's going on, right? And, you know, watching him dance and crutches after that Tampa win, watching him be a part of the team, having him showing up, what, to the Falcons game, the last game of the year, just all of those aspects, I just I, I have a hard time buying that there isn't some sort of understanding already of, hey, you know, what would it take? What would it cost? You know, some conversation between Mickey and his agent at a game, in a suite, in the hallway. You know, you, you kind of have an idea. And I, I just, I'd be shocked if it's not Jameis Winston, to be honest with you. Now, what's it going to cost? What's the price going to be? We'll see how that happens. As it comes uh, to next week. Um, But the more you look at it. I just. I think 16 to 20. More than likely. Is what I think is going to happen. But yeah. So there you go. Um, 
Clint Sterner has that show over there in Houston, former Razorback and Cowboys quarterback. Has an afternoon drive show in Houston. We've had him on to talk hogs and Texans. and He seems to think that Deshaun Watson will get three first-rounders. Russell Wilson getting two. Two second-round picks as well in the fifth. I, I don't know if I agree with that just because of everything that Deshaun sort of has here. Uh, still attached to him. And, and I don't know. I mean, are, are you giving up three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson? Even if he's clear and he's good to go? Three firsts? Russell Wilson a little older, obviously. Got that experience. Hmm. But anyway, so Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth and three players. Drew Locke. The quarterback tight end, Noah Fant, defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. That is what Seattle is getting in return. So Russ is going to be a Bronco, and Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Packers, thanks to $50 million per over the next four years. Quick break. We come back. We'll talk to the voice of the Pelicans, Ty Graffinini. Pels taking on the Grizzlies tonight on TNT, 6.30 p.m. nationally televised game. We may or may not have a top player. We'll talk to him next about that on ESPN New Orleans. Is it COVID? Is it the flu? Or another type of respiratory illness? Looking for a flu or COVID vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends? Lady of the Sea After Hours is reopening on Monday, January 10th. Our staff of healthcare providers are here for you Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-ins welcome, no appointments necessary, Located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff. Welcome to Allstate, where saving on your auto insurance is kind of like a joyride. You, your car, and an open road. Maybe your best friend, too. The music is chill, and so is the traffic. You and your friend both look over at each other, and then he puts his head back out the window. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. It's also AutoZone's national hiring event. We're hiring all positions, from sales to warehouse and drivers, both part-time and full-time. Visit careers.autozone.com or any one of our stores. Get in zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Commissioner Jim Donlin. If you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed, so you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our Senior Health Insurance Program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. 
Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Gotta give you an idea just how big that NFL is, right? It is the news all the way around the country. Aaron Rodgers staying a Packer, Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos, the whole as we've touched on, two first, two seconds, a fifth, and a couple of players, three to be exact, including quarterback Drew Locke. Here locally, though, of course, the big news is Pelicans taking on the Grizzlies. I've kind of thrown this out there as a question of the day. Do you think it can be Saints-Falcons rivalry-like eventually? Obviously, Zion on the court, Zion and Ja going at it, dueling, games meaning something. That is all going to add to it. Let's bring in the voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini. Uh, at NT Graphs, the way to follow over on Twitter. First off, sir, good afternoon. How are you? You ready? Uh, I better be. I mean, we got an early tip today <laughs> at uh, 6.30, so I guess we're going to find out in a little bit. I'm doing Indeed. well. Indeed. 6.30 p.m. Uh, is when that happens. Uh, we're going to get into this game here in a quick second and the possibility of maybe not having one of our top players. But first off, I just, I just real briefly, because I, I don't want you to get in a bad mood. Because I do think there were some incredible things that took place on Sunday. Overcoming 21 points, building a 10-point lead, some of the shot-making back-to-back. I guess I want to get your sense and feel. I felt like I was watching a playoff game. I'm pacing from the third quarter on. Every possession mattered. The bank shot from Ingram, the three from Herb Jones. Like That felt like a playoff practice game to me. You? Yeah, it was pretty intense, Gus, which made it all the more disappointing that we weren't able to pull it out. I mean, it, it you know, I'm glad we're playing tonight. Uh, I'm glad yesterday was an off day because I was not over it. Uh, it was a long walk back to the hotel in the snow on uh, Sunday night. And that was a game that, I mean, you know, quite honestly, Gus, we had and just let it slip away. Right. And I heard I heard your show yesterday talking about the refs. It wasn't a ref's fault, Gus. We got a lot of good. We got a lot of favorable calls. A lot of favorable calls. I mean, they had three technical fouls in one sitting. Uh, we had a six-point possession with the three technical fouls and the three-pointer by Devontae Graham. Um, the bottom line is this. we And I know you talked about it. We did not stop them from the 730 mark of the fourth quarter yeah. to overtime. Not one defensive stop, Gus. Uh, it was a miracle. It was a miracle that the Pelicans were in position to win the game despite that. Despite all of that, um, but you got to make free throws. I mean, if if Devontae makes both of those free throws, the game is over. If Brandon Ingram makes one of those two free throws, you're probably going to foul Jokic on the floor and force them to take the two free throws instead of trying to tie it with a three. If you make free throws, the game is over. We didn't do it. And then in overtime, I mean, Joker took over, and what else are you going to do? He did it again last night, by the way. Uh, to the Golden State Warriors. We had another triple-double, uh, another 30-point triple-double. So Jeez. I guess the good news, Gus, is he's doing it to everybody else, <laughs> but it uh, felt a little bit more personal on Sunday night in that game because, uh, I mean, it, it really stunk that he was going against you, but it is a thing of beauty to watch that guy work. It really is. You know, look, I, we're in Fort Worth for tournament basketball with the ladies, the men later this week, the SEC gets going on the flight yesterday. I'm watching game winners and buzzer beaters. 
Um, it's that time of the year in college, but it is also in the NBA, isn't it, Todd? I mean, I know it's your second year seeing it, but this is when guys show you why they are the MVP. This is, you know, I'm watching this morning. James Harden has, what, 106 points or something in five games. Joel Embiid's dropping for me. This is when your guys that are, quote-unquote, franchise players, superstars, this is when they rise up. This is the time of the year. Daniel and I were joking on the way to the arena, not knowing <laughs> that it was actually going to happen uh, in Denver. But you know, I was kind of joking to him. I said, hey, man, I mean, if you look at what's going on in the last couple of days, somebody's going to drop 50 tonight. I mean, that's just the way LeBron scored 56 on Saturday night. Then mm-hmm. earlier on Sunday, Jason Tatum, what, had 52 Yep. Uh, for the Celtics? I mean, yeah, big time. Got, now, again, we didn't know that Jokic was going to score 46. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram had 38. But, yeah, I mean, the go-to guys are going to have to do what they do best, and that's take games over uh, because these games matter. I mean, look, we've got 18 games left in the regular season, Gus. They're playoff games for the Pelicans. These are playoff games to get into the play-in. Um, so the intensity is going to be there every night. Um, and you just got to perform. You got to execute down the stretch. Uh, again, I, I think just going back to the Denver game, you did so many good things. You talked about the fact that we got down early by 21 and were able to battle back and take a double-digit lead. I think speaks volumes about where this team is right now. Right. Um, yeah, you didn't finish, but uh, I, I think we have found out, especially post All-Star break that it doesn't matter who the Pelicans are going to play. They're going to give them everything they've got, and they're going to be in it. Uh, and that's really all you can ask for because you got some very, very big, big games the rest of the way. I mean, you think about it, where are we, March, March 9th right now, Gus? So we're yeah. basically a month. The season ends on, on April 10th. So we got a month and 18 games. So you better kick it into high gear. I think one of the other things, too, to, to keep in mind, and I want to close out, obviously, about this matchup specifically. Last time these two teams played, they didn't have one of their top players, and we may not tonight. We will see. But just to kind of wrap up with what we got going into tonight, we're, we're not only watching the Pels every night, but we're scoreboard watching. Last night, Lakers lose. Now, they didn't have LeBron James. Left knee soreness. They still um, made it a game. They lost 117-110. In this game, but I'm looking at the standings and I'm looking at everything. Is it is it by the game? Is it by the week? And like, where do in a game like that you didn't want San Antonio to win, but I guess you wanted them to win instead of the Lakers. Like, how am I watching the, these <laughs> games right now? You're a little torn last night, definitely. Uh, I don't care what it is. I'm not pulling for the Lakers. I don't care. Gotcha. Um, San Antonio, as we call now, the they're the uh, pop roaches. Um, and again, I know you don't agree, and I know David Wesley doesn't agree. But if you look at the last three years, I've been in the league three years now, Gus. And if you look at what we've done against the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. that is the team that just will never, ever, ever go away. They will never go away. So, you know, I, I, we need to start. We need to pull against San Antonio every night because right. until they're officially eliminated, I'm not going to buy it. Um, okay. Portland, I think is in Portland. I think is in free fall. Um, yeah, they lost last night, one twenty four eighty one. So now two games yeah, they back ne- of the Pelicans. Yeah, they never even showed up. But without Nurkic, they are they are in a bite. <laughs> I, I don't care what Josh Hart has been doing for them. Um, right. If they don't have their big guy, 
they are in they're in deep trouble. And Anthony Simons didn't play for them last night either. So I I think we have to worry more about San Antonio than we do about Portland at this point. Okay. And we still have to play San Antonio a couple more times. By twice. The yep. Um, Got to play them twice. Yeah, the the pop roaches. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, and again, I'm, I I hate going back to Sunday night, but it was just it's so tough because. If you would have won that game, Gus, you'd be in ninth place right now. You would be in ninth place right now ahead of the Lakers. And that's why the game on Sunday was, was just such a crusher. Um, you know, I, I know I hate harping on it. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. But I'm not going to get over until we get another W, and I hope it's tonight. Well, tonight you got this Grizzlies team. Look, the last time these two teams met, Ja Morant didn't play. He was not healthy. And – that game kind of felt like it really wasn't ever a game. I felt Memphis was the better team that day, and they played really well without him. He's expected to play tonight. They've only won four of seven, though. Um, actually, they've lost four of seven since the All-Star break. So to have it been completely hot out of the All-Star break, still an incredible team. They've been really good at home. And you add a little element today in a negative aspect of it. There's a little soreness to Brandon Ingram's hamstring. He may or may not play. He's questionable, Todd. Not having him, Scott Kushner posted the um, the stat line 2-14 and 14 in games that Brandon Ingram has played 25 minutes or less. That would be a big loss. Yeah, it would be. Um, it's just not the scoring, Gus. It's what he's doing off the ball as well. He had nine more assists the other night. As a matter of fact, it was interesting because while he was scoring, he had, he had those nine assists in the third quarter, and – I heard you mention, you know, yesterday about how much he sat in the fourth quarter. You got to remember, we were at altitude on Sunday night, and Brandon Ingram played every minute of the third quarter. He did not sit at all during that quarter. So I know he needed a breather. Um, you know, he took uh, I, I want to say the first four minutes off of that fourth quarter, and then came back. But mm-hmm. it's just it's tough. I mean, the guy was literally carrying you offensively. Yeah. PJ McCollum, even though he was he did score 22 points. He was not his usual self, if you you know think he about wasn't, it. He wasn't, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, he was nine of nineteen from the floor. That's not too bad, but it just it didn't seem like he was efficient as we have seen him uh, in in the most recent games for New Orleans. So, you know, what happened to Brandon? I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, you're going to have to overcome it uh, if he does not play, and you're just going to have to pick up the scoring. I mean, McCollum, you know, averaging. 22 a game. He's probably going to have to bump that up a little bit to overcome the scoring. You like to see Herb Jones maybe get some more points. Uh, his scoring output has been down a little bit as of late, even though he's doing everything else. You know, Devontae is going to have to step up. Tony Snell has actually turned into a pretty darn good shooter. Actually, he has been a good shooter in his career. We just haven't seen him mm-hmm. on a day in and day out basis. This guy's shooting almost 44% as a Pelican uh, from three. So he has been outstanding for New Orleans. Um, but the other guys, I tell you, that Memphis team is really, really good. There are not many weaknesses whatsoever. Uh, they've got a tremendous starting lineup. They've got an outstanding bench. They can shoot the three. They defend. They lead the league in blocks and steals, uh, among other things. And here's the real key for me tonight, Gus. I don't know what we're going to have to do, but Steven Adams is not the Steven Adams that we saw last year in New Orleans, I promise you. This guy is an offensive rebounding terror. He's got 68 more offensive rebounds 
than anybody else in the league. They're averaging 18.1 second-chance points per game. That by far is number one in the NBA, and almost all of it has to do with Steven Adams. He has wow. just been a force. He has been an absolute force for them um, on, the, on the glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been crazy uh, what he's doing because, I mean, he was a good offensive rebounder last year for us, but nowhere near what he's doing this year for Memphis. Um, and to me, that's the key to the game. If you go back to that game before the All-Star break when they basically ran us out of the Smoothie King Center, they had, they had what, 19 offensive rebounds, I want to say, and Steven Adams had about eight of them. Um, and the second-chance points were off the chart. If we don't rebound Memphis's misses tonight, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to win. Todd, on Twitter, someone is asking me, uh, Zachary, What's a good Saints comparison to the Pelicans and Lakers rivalry or situation right now? Is it Saints, Falcons, Pels, Lakers? I, I just, I don't consider the Lakers a rivalry like that. I mean, I have a strong dislike for them, but you're not playing the Lakers. You know, I, I mean, you're playing them because you have to play him every year, but the, I, I just, right. I, I can't. Okay. So, so what, just, okay. So what, what, what would be a good saints comparison for a team that you have a healthy dislike for other than the Falcons? The 49ers. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's probably a good the, comparison. The saints, You're right. The saints yeah. and the Falcons are in the same division. Yeah. Also the saints and the, I mean, the Pelicans and the Lakers aren't in the same division. Yeah. We just don't like them because of, AD and LeBron and every everything else that that's been involved. It's got nothing to do with head to. I mean, what what threat do the Lakers pose to the Pelicans and the Pelicans pose to the Lakers? If you go, right. if you look in the past, right. I mean, there just isn't any. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now <laughs> that could change dramatically in about a month uh, if uh, the Pels and the Lakers are playing a play-in game against each other. Well, that you know makes it a little bit of a different scenario right there. But no. And again, I'll repeat this till I'm blue in the face. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies—they can absolutely be a yeah. Falcons type of rivalry yep. moving forward. Moving forward, absolutely. I think that is a natural fit. But going yeah. in the recent past and even the last couple of years, to me, it is San Antonio. <laughs> I, I just—that's just me. That's the pop roaches. <laughs> the pop roaches. Cockroaches in a nu- nuclear winter, but Popovich is the coach, so they are now the Popovich. Right. Well, they won yesterday, and it took care of business uh, defeating the Lakers. They're not the going Blazers anywhere. I promise you. They are not going anywhere. That's they're not going to quit. Huh? They're, they're not. No. All right, Graf, we'll have you uh, locked in, man. 6 o'clock today, 6.30 tip time, folks. 6.30 tip time. You can catch the game on TNT or do what I do. Just go to the Pels app, click Listen Live. 75 miles from the Smoothie King Center. That includes the North Shore. That's L. That's all of that. Um, you can hear uh, the call with Daniel and Todd. Man, always appreciate the time, sir, and good luck. You too tonight, Goosey. Yeah, mine's we'll at 8 o'clock, done. dude. I got to make it all the way to 8. Well, Gus, I mean, you'll be watching the Pelicans game prior to that, so I think <laughs> yeah, you'll be no okay. Doubt. I mean, I am ready. don't take this, this nap. I mean, what's a nap? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what a nap is. I miss, I miss my naps. intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss rusting. You know, my wife's, my no, wife's already texted me. Must be nice to have no kid. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got a show to do. I woke up. I mean, you're calling right. me at 630. 
Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it, bud. There he goes. At NT Graph on Twitter, coming up at 6 o'clock pregame. Tim Rushi, did I say that right? Yay. He's next. He's in the room. Uh, we'll talk about the importance of video on social media, on your college teams and recruiting and all that stuff. So we'll hit on all that next on ESPN New Orleans. Why don't you don't try to dig what we all say. It's conference championship week in college basketball, and FanDuel Sportsbook has an offer you don't want to miss. Right now, new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free, and if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. Bet college basketball any way you like. I like Nichols to win the Southland Conference. I think that they're the best team in the Southland Conference, and I think that they have a gear that no one else in the league has. If you want a sleeper bet, I think LSU is more than capable of making noise in the SEC tournament. But look, with FanDuel, there are so many options. There's live betting, there's big promotions like Odd Boost, and there's truly something for everyone. For a couple of sleeper bets, I like Virginia to make a run in the ACC tournament. And in the Big 12, I like the defending national champion Baylor Bears, who are playing some really good basketball at the right time of the season. I like them to win their conference tournament. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is so easy to use, they're always hooking you up with great odds. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code KLRZ to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Sports Center. Sports Center, um... Back and forth going with all of the big news. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers agreeing to return to the Packers. That is $50 million a year as he signs four years, $200 million, 153 guaranteed. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. An agreement already exists in principle. Washington apparently tried to make that trade, but it looks like for Albert Breer, they wanted to keep him out of the NFC. So we'll get into all of that and more. Uh, Eric Hazeltine. Voice of the Grizzlies at 215. The rest of the show is open to you. But join now here in Fort Worth by Tim Rushi. Uh, at Tim Rushi is the way to follow over on Twitter. He's the director of creative video for Tulane. Tim, good afternoon to you, man. How are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Gus. For sure, man. So I saw you work this morning, and it's, you know, just, what is it, 20, 30 seconds of it's almost time, yep. getting ready for the game. It's a slow, you know, not, not slow, but you're going to the seats. You see the court and everybody getting their, their shots in and shooting around. And I was talking to you about this this morning at breakfast about the importance, I think, of what you're doing and how it sort of has changed and I think taking an even greater importance I would say in the last couple of months, man. So first off, let's just kind of get a quick background. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, so I was fortunate to go to a high school uh, where I grew up in Glenview, Illinois, uh, Glenbrook South High School, where we, I had video program there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I started out doing just like more like film type stuff, and then I got into sports. Um, you know, I have to figure out pretty early on for most of us that like, you know, you're not going to be a professional athlete, but then you try to stay around sports. <laughs> um, so then through that, I was able to get into high school. Uh, I was able to get involved then at Ball State, where I mm-hmm. went to there. They have a program called SportsLink, which like deemed like the ESPN of Ball State. Um, and then from there, I was able to make connections to get my first job out at North Carolina Greensboro. And then most recently, I was at um, Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. And now I'm down south here in New Orleans. And look, I, I said this at the beginning of the show when I said that you were coming on. This past college football season, when all these coaches started moving – you really saw the importance of what I think you do. And, yes, it's about promoting your program in school, but I thought it was almost a public relations arm, if that makes any sense, Tim, in that and, and I'm referencing Chip Kelly from Notre Dame to LSU, seeing immediately him at the airport, walking around the oh, stadium yeah. of 360, and then Notre Dame's reaction of the emotional aspect of the coaches, you know, and, and hey, it's about team and it's the brotherhood. And then when he was announced at Notre Dame that he's staying and the reaction of players, like I was following their media page or social media page to see how that went. And when Billy Napier went to Florida, how important that was. And now the fact that every day they have Gator Cam where players come in and are asking something like, it is important, isn't it, now that universities relay how they feel, how you feel, and what's going on with their programs. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, too, we help give, obviously, like a voice for like the athletes, but then in the perspective of the coaches there in that example, it's uh, it's just like an, an arms race in a sense and just getting it people uh, on the inside, seeing them what's going on. So, like, you talk about um, Chip Kelly. I mean, like, a lot of things, too, people know, so, like, the recruiting videos he done now. Now, I, I'm not sure exactly if it was shot, like, on a high-quality camera, but, like, there's someone with, like, a cell phone putting on like a 360 rig or something going around and you know that's getting millions of views and people are laughing and loving it but like you can see the the recruits in return are loving it because they're reposting these videos that um lsu's media team is making for them now which they can mm-hmm. with the new nil nil, NIL stuff yeah uh, that was added on. so I, I gotta assume how much of that is you too being to be be creative i mean meeting with coaches and again this is so different i think now that i've talked to coaches they have to start thinking about that here as well whether it's access or going on trips being part of practice to where hey i'm just gonna be in the background here but being able to capture that because if you don't do that it's gonna hurt i I think not only recruiting wise but also to get a fan base to feel like things are going on like people felt things were going on the more video were going on right exactly and part of the thing that Sold me on coming to Tulane, sort of Tony Margerio, the director of marketing. He he talked about how he wants to more uh, intertwine like the city of New Orleans and stuff. So like I was tasked to like sort of have more New Orleans based like videos. So like you can see most recently when you come out to uh, 
Groove Field at Turchin Stadium, the baseball intro video. I have the guys out on the wharf by um. Oh man, I forgot the name on top of my head, but one of the parks. Um, and in the background, you can see the skyline sure. of New Orleans. So, like, it's a pretty cool scene there. And then, of course, talk about recruiting. At the same time, you have uh, Curtis Akey. He's taking photos to put on their, their influencer pages, but also so then they can download and put on their Twitter and Instagram. So then they're showing off the city and like they're having a good time shooting this intro video. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there. You know, it's crazy. I, I look at all the technology that you have here. I mean, your phone shooting 4K. You can do all kinds of different things. And, and obviously, with a laptop and a program, and you can really be as creative as you want. I got to imagine that's one of the, the beauties of this job that you get to do, right? To, to where it, it's just, hey, how can I capture this moment or, or kind of hype you up for what's coming up? Cause you got spring football coming up there as well. People are excited about that. Uh, you know, new coordinators, new players, new season, new hope, all of that. Yeah, and that's something I appreciate having like a staff being able to really, uh, I guess coordinate with and talk and bounce ideas off of. Cause before where I come, coming off of just like a one person department essentially, mm-hmm. I have to like bounce ideas off myself and like sort of other people in the industry versus like here I can just talk to people within like my same office area and then we can really hash out ideas, um, and get like obviously stuff out there that can help replicate what we see, but also have our own twist on it, um, and give it its own unique feel. I think it's going to be, interesting to see where your job and really that that marriage between athletics universities coaches and players continue because again like i mean you noticed it obviously you saw it what what happened with these coaches and that's just football and i think how basketball with march madness the final four being here as well and i think you'll realize real soon college baseball in louisiana it's kind of a religion as well like with football you these midweek games are going to be just as good as these weekend games so i, I i'm interested just to kind of see how how it continues you know to, to grow in it because i think you're going to be busy yeah no i think so and some too <laughs> definitely to watch out for is like just like the the all access content that we provide like working through Tulane like on staff with them versus like mm-hmm. an outside media outlet or like a news organization like we're going in the locker room we're like able to talk to these athletes you know before after class before after practice um and sort of get more emotion there and like more authentic and like they see us all the time and like you said we're getting breakfast earlier like a lot of the the girls on the team right they're starting to get to used to me know me so that you can right. see them they're waving to the camera you know doing whatever stuff for the camera so right. it's a lot more personal stuff and then it reflects too on uh perspective recruits how they can uh, you know see that teams are having fun and they love what's going on so well, like i said it does see. i mean it, it does give you a a glimpse to it got about a minute and a half here cuz i mean as i mentioned that 24 to 48 hour period of kelly coming back and what notre dame's going to do I literally just kept refreshing Notre Dame stuff because you could just see how are they feeling, how are they reacting, how are the players. And UL when Billy Napier left and their announcement that their coach, you know, was being elevated to the head coach and how happy they were and all that. It does. It's such an insight to it because a lot of times if you do get comfortable with someone like you, you don't even know that you're there. And that's a good thing, right? That's kind of what we want to try to do to be able to just kind of capture it without anyone really knowing you're there. Yeah, and that's what I was sort of told early on. I, I was fortunate enough to work with a, a walk-on football player at Ball State. He's like a year older than myself, but like he mentioned how like he likes how I, I wouldn't say anything like in the locker room. Like if people say what's up to me or hi or dap me up or whatever, you know, I'll do this. I'll return sure. the, the action, but like for the most part, I'm trying not to say anything. And so like you said, like I'm a fly on the wall in a sense because like you really get that authentic look. Um, and then when people act the way they are without you even realizing they're like, mm-hmm. that's some pretty, pretty cool, unique content there. 
Cool, man. Well, it, it's um, uh, I'm a bit jealous of it, man. I I, I love the being able to be creative and and um and, and now seeing where that medium's going and getting that access. And being able to capture, I think it's going to be really fun. So if you go throughout all of the Tulane properties, football, baseball, basketball, you name it, you see some some, some content, some video, Tim's hand's probably going to be involved in it, right? Uh, I mean, for you know a good amount, the, the good thing is, you know, our department's been growing. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's not like everything. So, you know, again, I, I like having more people involved. But, yeah, for the, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff, is, or a fair amount, I guess, would be from me. If you want to follow Tim over on Twitter, it's simple, at Tim, and it's pronounced Rushi. And it's spelled R-E-U-S-C-H-E. Thanks for the time, man. Awesome. Thanks, Appreciate Jess. it. Yep. Let's see if uh, we can get a win later tonight. Hour number three is coming up. Um, Eric Hazeltine is going to join us. He is the voice of the Grizzlies at 215. The rest of the way, it's open. I want to hear from you Saints fans. Pelicans-Grizzlies rivalry. Can it be like Saints-Falcons? And also, what do you think of Roger staying with the Packers and Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos? We'll recap all that and reset it when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Jordan. That's a bit interesting. NBA Today, off and running over on ESPN. One of their topics that they were leading the show off with 
is what is the more altering trade, league altering trade, James Harden to the 76ers or Aaron or Russell Wilson to the Broncos, more league altering. And I would probably say for me, it's Russell Wilson to the Broncos in that that changes the Broncos organization. Um, not just because they're giving up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three players, including quarterback Drew Locke. So you're altering your roster, your draft future, but also what you're gaining or hope to gain in a guy like Russell Wilson that can help your team compete in a pretty tough division over there in the AFC West. Some people say he's the fourth-best quarterback there behind Mahomes, Carr, and Herbert. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think he's still a very good quarterback. So it, I, I think it's a more league-altering move than, than James Hart. The Sixers were already good. I mean, the Sixers are already one of the top teams now. You can say, especially the way they've looked since he's gotten there, they dominated the Bulls yesterday, uh, and B dropped 43, that maybe now with Harden, it puts the 76ers in position to win a title, but does it alter the league much? I don't know. I guess maybe I take it differently. A, a league altering move to me is how it affects everybody else there around it. And 